Okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Spotlight series. And it's been a while, Katie, since we've done one and it was just me and you. It has been a long time. Yeah. We've been busy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we are still in sports month and Katie asked me for some suggestions because um, we've done a ton of football last year and this year. Uh, we've done hockey but the one sport that we've would, avoided, I, yes, yes and no, that we dodged. <laughs> you avoided it. Uh, was basketball because, and I quote, told Katie, all basketball movies are depressing as fuck. <laughs> uh, there are some cute ones out there, but a lot of them have a lot of real moments in them or just... They start depressing, and then they get a little better, but... Hey, we could watch Air Bud. Yeah? But that, that one kid gets beat up. His dad is, like, the coach of the other team, and he's, like, beating them. I mean, yeah, kids get beat up, but kids get beat up in every fucking yeah. sports movie. Like, you can't just be like, oh, yeah, that's only this basketball movie, and that's what makes it sad. Like, no, those kids were getting shit on in Mighty Ducks multiple times. Every Mighty Ducks movie, those kids were getting shit on, and then they came back to win it all. Yeah. So... <laughs> but... Uh, Katie was asking me about some basketball films because, lo and behold, I've seen them, a lot of them. And I told her there are a lot of them that are for real dramas. Like, this is a legit drama. Not like, you know, Angels in the Outfield where it's comedy and has some real moments, but it's not a fucking real drama. But, like, I told her, like, he got game. That's a good one. Spike Lee film. It's It's got some sad shit in it, you of know? Of course it does. Uh, Love and basketball. Sports I, movies. They I, are sad. Yeah. But, uh, so I was racking my brain thinking of a basketball film that I could show Katie and be like, hey, this one has its moments, but it's not that bad. And I finally remembered one of my, yeah, I'd say it's, it's, it's up there in my list of sports films. I remembered it a lot when I was a kid, mainly because of the soundtrack. The soundtrack is a absolute banger. Uh, every song that popped up in the movie, I was wiggling. But we watched the 1994 basketball film Above the Rim. So I, this is it's a fun one. It's a fun one. But uh, if you don't know anything about Above the Rim, uh, you it, it's it's pretty dang good. But it's all about a New York City high school basketball star, a bit of a ball hog, and a bit. Yeah. <laughs> And it's it's him wanting really bad to play for Georgetown, and and it seems like the last couple of months of his high school career, and he's worried about getting a scholarship, and he's worried about the local gang drug dealer guy with issues, he's worried about his mom getting a new boyfriend, there's a lot of things going on in his life, and it just all comes together at a neighborhood all-star basketball game just a five-man basketball tournament i guess city i don't know if it was citywide because new york's fucking huge probably (laughs) that whatever whatever borough they're in yeah Yeah. (laughs) probably the bronx is my guess like the bronx basketball tournament is what it seemed to be and all comes together there the cool part about this film uh are the young baby-faced actors and actresses that are in this bad boy so Dwayne martin he's the main character he's been in a ton of shows as a wee one and got older tupac shakur so everyone knows tupac from his rapping obviously and him passing away at a young age but there was a chunk of time ladies and gentlemen back in the day where tupac wanted to act and he was actually pretty damn good at it uh yeah he was Fucking fine. Yeah. So. Yeah, he's a cutie pie. So it worked. <laughs> I need to show Katie Juice. That's probably one of his best ones that shows him as an absolute terrifying heel. He is nothing but bad in that movie. And Did it's he only so ever play damn. bad characters during um, his run? In Planet of Justice, he wasn't bad. Oh, okay. There, okay. There's some that he, if anything, he's rough around the edges. Yeah. But a Reformed gangster. Yeah, but, yeah. but in Juice, he is just... Just bad bad horrible. Yeah, okay. <laughs> oh man we're now in the elevator and he's trying to get away from him and it's like people in in between him he's just looking at him he's like i'm gonna kill you you lucky there's people on this <laughs> oh it's so good juice is a good one we'll find a time to watch that i don't know what that is just crime drama i don't know there's samuel no... jackson's in it though 
Yeah, there's a lot of young <laughs> folks. But so Tupac Shakur, this is his last film that he did. He did it. He filmed a couple of things in other movies afterward, but this is the last big film that he did before he passed away. That's and, shocking because yeah. he, di- he died in 1997. Yeah, but it was a big chunk. He went like back three to music. Years of that. Yeah, he went back to music and he filmed a couple of things. There were three movies that he did. Was it Gridlocked? And I can't remember the three, but there were things he was going to be in, but they weren't big, big roles. And then he passed away. So I learned that around the time of this film, he actually got shot before. So he he was going to hang out with one of his like producer buddies and he gets robbed like in the bottom part of the that building and he's like fuck y'all and they shoot his ass and he's like oh shit <laughs> so he was jacked up so uh tupac he's a he's a, he's a tough cookie but them bullets them bullets don't give a shit how tough you are yeah for anyone younger than like 25 listening to this podcast just know that whatever beef in hip-hop you think you understand it was not we are not the same <laughs> yeah. The 90s were fucking wild and the East Coast West Coast rivalry and the like murders that what came out of that and happened because of that were just insane. Yeah. Like, like I mean, it's kind of going viral right now on TikTok cuz he just performed uh at the Super Bowl recently, but there's been a bunch of interviews popping up with Snoop Dogg talking about um what life was like i guess like his earlier career and stuff in the 90s and there's a bunch of shit about the beef between him and suge knight that's like yeah all of these little like pieces like snippets of interviews keep popping up on tiktok and stuff and it's like yeah suge knight yeah shit was no joke he's a scary man (laughs) that's a scary dude yeah uh leon robinson hey that name sounds familiar just leon yeah or leon that name sounds familiar otis yeah he was in cool runnings he was he was our good guy. Darice. Darice. He's trying to get everything together. In this film, he's... The number one Jamaican sprinter. Uh, in this one, he's the number one security guard basketball player. The number one ex-basketball player security guard person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got a young Marlon Wayans. And at this point, I think he just did I'm Gonna Get You Sucker. And he it's... had for sure already done uh, Don't Be a Menace. That was in the late 80s. No. That was before 1994. Okay, yeah. I'm pretty it's sure. That. Yeah. It's it's all around the same area. Uh, I'm going to get you sucker. I don't know if you've ever seen that. It's Mm-mm. a spoof of action films. I haven't. And so they bring back all of these old school like, black heroes. I lied. In films. 96. Don't Be a Menace was 96. Yeah, that's what I thought. I felt like that was so much earlier. But I guess that makes sense because it would have had to, like Boys in the Hood and all those. I would have had to come yeah. out before that. Okay. <laughs> But I'm going to get you suck. It's really funny. Um, the Waynes brothers were already hella famous oh, yeah. from uh, Living Color. So. Yeah, there's 50 of them. My mom was so busy. Uh, she's only seven. I know. <laughs> uh, Wood Harris. So in this film, he plays a very crazy, crazy man. But I remember him. He was in The Wire. I remember. And he was Julius in Remember the Titans. So yep. he was one. He was the black grumpy one that didn't want to work with the white kids. And then they finally worked together. It's cute. And then we saw a cameo, and it caught me off guard at first. And Katie's like, God damn it, they won't show his face again. But it's Mac? Mac from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, he's one of the basketball players on the team. Henry T. Simmons, I think is his real name. Henry Simmons. Uh, He's one of the basketball players on the team that's very grumpy with our main character because he don't like the pass. And he's like, I'm open, man. Come on. Uh, But yeah, we saw him, and I was like, holy shit. Like that, I mean, he looks great now. It's like a like a baby Mac. Like if you know who Mac is from Agents of Shield, you know that he's like hulking. He's like six five, two hundred pounds of pure fucking muscle. More than two hundred, but yeah. Yeah, his <laughs> he's got like a size twenty eight waist yeah. and a size like fifty six shoulders. Like, and he has what like, a, sh- a dude, shotgun axe. And he has a shotgun axe. Dude's fucking huge. Okay, and in this movie, when he is just you know 20 years 25 years younger 30 years younger over the many years it's been he was like little like young little yeah but still like big like he wasn't super buff as buff as he is now but he was pretty big yeah you can't help that jesus he he was made to be just a gigantic person yeah and then we have a cool little cameo by bernie mac young bernie mac so 
I don't know if this was this was probably after his. Uh, what's that comedy show we were watching? We saw that all the young comedians, Def Jam oh, comedy. Def Jam comedy. Yeah, this yeah. was probably after Def Jam, and he popped up and stuff because for some reason in all of these. This is why he's in Don't Be a Menace. I'm yeah. Sure. So it. So in a lot of like black dramas, they would get comedians to play these like crack Haiti homelessy roles. Mm-hmm. And apparently they were really good at it. I don't know why. I guess they could say funny things and stuff. It's the weirdest thing. But in this film, we get a homeless, druggy Bernie Mac that is not bad at basketball. So Well, he used to play. Yeah. So what did you think about Above the Rim? It was good. The I don't know if I'm just like old. <laughs> but the the ball hog kid was just fucking annoying the yeah. whole movie like I, I don't know maybe i'd have some sort of I, maybe i'd feel different about it if i had seen this when i was young but because this was the first time and i'm like in my 30s already like his like i'm a teenager i'll do what i want i'll do whatever i'll hang out with whoever it was just like really upsetting and off-putting because of how dangerous the people and the the area that he was in was 100 percent. like i i understand like you know you're a teenager you gotta do your rebellion or whatever you you want to do your thing sure but this kid is literally on his way to go play fucking college ball wherever he wants almost like basically you know there's like recruiters and shit coming to watch him play basketball this kid is on his way out like on the up and up and all this kid can think to do to rebel is like you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna go join the most dangerous dude in the neighborhood's gang that's what i want to do yeah it's really weird it's just like come on dude like every turn i was just like bruh not my kid yeah (laughs) like i don't even have i don't have kids but not my fucking kid (laughs) yeah it's his choices in this are a mess but and it sucks because he's so hard on his mom like his mom is hard on him for good reason yeah um but he's equally hard on her and it's like bruh stop she's a single mom working as hard as she can to make sure that you can go to college and not have to worry about shit like, just stop being a dick. So I had no sympathy for the main character for most of the movie because, I don't know, he was just a douchey teenager. And I just, like, I don't know. I didn't have any sympathy for that. I related more with the older characters. Yeah. Because I'm <laughs> old, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I was just like, oh, yeah, the guy who used to be a basketball star is now a security guard. That tracks. <laughs> Right? Like, damn, I was really good, and I just something happened, and yeah, thinking that, about how I used to be. That 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 tracks exactly. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> that's, damn. That's real life. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I learned that Kyle, he was actually loosely based on Stefan Marbury. Does that name sound familiar? So, this, this guy, uh, Abraham Lincoln High School in New York, he played... And he was on tons of teams, uh, So, but he went to Georgia Tech in college. But he is part of the group of kids. Oh, who else went with him? Uh, Antoine Jameson, Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce. I don't know if you know any of those I names. I know Kevin Garnett and yeah. Paul Pierce. Anything is possible. Yeah. Uh, but he was one of those All-American kids in 95. Uh, Stefan Marbury is awesome. He has his own line of shoes called Starberry. That's cool. And I want to say it's it's not Payless or or I'm about to say McDonald's, uh, Walmart, <laughs> Starberry. I can't remember where exactly, uh, but he's really cool. So he's been he played for a very long time, and now he has a residency in China. So he lives there now, and he's actually the owner of the Beijing Lions. That's cool. Yeah, uh, he was one of the few. Uh, His shoes are kind of cheap. Yeah. That was the thing he was aiming for. He wanted everybody to have some shoes. Oh, kinda, kinda he like did like Shaq. a Shaq thing. Yeah. Kind of like before Shaq. Hmm. Yeah. I wonder that, why Shaq didn't just like go in on a company with him. Well, it, well. Also, those are, those are kind of dope. Yeah. They're loud, but I like them. Well, when Shaq first started, he didn't. He wasn't good with his money. Well, yeah, but 
But once Shaq had had the idea to create a oh yeah like inexpensive shoe line, well that seems to be kind of a newish thing that he's it's been he's for, had a it while. for a long time. Well, I hear about it a lot more now, which is an odd thing. But but no, uh, yeah, Stefan Marbury, he was a really good good player. <laughs> She's looking at some shoes. <laughs> she just shakes her head. So uh, he was drafted. By the Milwaukee Bucks and then traded to the Minnesota Timberwolves for Ray Allen. So hmm. good on you, Ray Allen, because he uh, uh, he went off and bit up and was awesome. So uh, yeah, Stefan Marbury. I thought that was really cool that he was actually based on somebody that was moderately real. So uh, yeah, you know how I feel about it. Uh, the soundtrack is an absolute banger. There's tons of um, Tupac songs in this. Uh, there's Lady of Rage. She was in uh, uh, Steve Harvey's show. She was like the female bully that was in love with the dumb white kid. Uh, we have Regulators by Nate Dogg and Warren G. I mean, do we though? It that was, was on the soundtrack. <laughs> it was on the soundtrack. I'm not saying. Otis was so upset when we were watching this movie. He was like, where the fuck is Regulators? And we just kept waiting and waiting and waiting. And then Regulators popped up mid credits. It was the very last song in this fucking movie. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, it, it's fun. It's a fun basketball film. Uh, and it just shows real shit, you know? Like, it's it shows somebody that wants to do more, and they don't understand that you can't be a ball hog. But he's like, but I got to look good out here. So I love that he had that issue in his mind, that he had to look great every night. But he was just putting much, so much more weight on himself. So uh, we'll get through the story like always. So Kyle Watson, like we said, uh, he's about to graduate from high school. And every day he is looking in the mail, looking for that scholarship to Georgetown. Because that's where he wants to go. I don't think they actually said why Georgetown is the place. I don't think he's saying anything about the dad. It's just, I don't know. He it, wants to go to Georgetown. I guess certain sports people, you know, they pick a place. They're like, no, this is the best place for me. I want to go to Georgetown. Probably the coach is awesome. So, you know. So while he's playing every night, uh, he's putting the whole game on his back. And so in a ton of sports films, uh, you'll see that one character that's like, I'm the only one that's good enough on this team. I got this. Don't worry about it, y'all. So he's getting triple teamed out there, trying his best, making shots. It's not like he's missing them all. But when the game's on the line and the coach is like, okay, Kyle, pass the ball off because they're going to triple cover you. Pass the ball off. And he's like, oh, I got this. And going for a fadeaway jumper with four people just in his face. And he misses. So everybody's like, boo, you suck. And then he's like, well, my team sucks. And so... Uh, there's a very big disconnect <laughs> with Kyle and his team and the coach. Yeah, and, and then of course you know rage in the locker room, and the you know the coach getting mad at him and telling him he's got to be there early the next day. Like just you get here early because you a dumb bitch. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I forgot to say. So at the beginning of the film, we get a weird flashback. So it goes back a couple of years. Uh, like 10, 15 years, maybe? Mm, I guess 10. I yeah. wouldn't say that... Um, he didn't seem that old, Leon's, much older. Yeah, Leon's probably yeah. like in his mid to late 20s. He probably hasn't even broken 30 yet. Yeah. So Shep, uh, hey, it's Leon, he's Shep. And so he is playing a one-on-one game with his best friend. And they're on like the third floor of this like warehouse. They're, on the, has, they're on the roof of the building. It's still on the inside. They weren't outside. No, they were outside. Really? Ugh, that was weird looking, man. Shit. So they're playing on the fucking roof of a building. And no, because he went through glass. They were on like the top floor. They were still inside. Glass. Yes, he did. He went through glass. Okay. Yeah. If you say so. <laughs> so Shep, he's like, hey, I can dunk the ball. Can you dunk the ball? And his buddy's like, I can do it. And he goes up. He runs at the goal to do a dunk. And he... I don't know. No, just... they were seeing how how high they could hit. They were doing a jumping contest to see how high on the backboard they could hit. Well, he got a running start like he was trying to dunk it. Well, he got a running start to so see to see how high he could do. Well, it was really dumb because he went way too fast and went out the window and died. He bro- the board broke on him. 
he still went through the glass. He was like hauling ass through it. So either way, faulty rim, faulty backboard. Some bitch went through it and died. <laughs> so Shep's honestly, traumatized forever, and his life is kind of ruined. Immediately stopped. His life yeah. is just immediately. This is as far as I'm going. I'm not going to play another game of basketball, which basically ruins all of his future prospects. Yeah. And yeah. and he was a promising young player. He was easily going to make it to the NBA. So uh, he is back in town and he is the security guard for the high school. So he's there. He watches the games and he's not really the biggest fan fan of it but he watches him and he sees kyle and he he understands that he's good but there's things he needs to change like he tells him to snap his wrist when he shoots because it'll help with the rotation he's like what do you know security guard man and then he does it he's like oh shit my shot's better thanks thanks security guard man so while this is happening kyle has to decide if he's gonna play for his coach or the local drug dealer gang member in town, Birdie, for the uh, the basketball tournament that's going to happen soon. And so Birdie tells him, like, hey, I know you and your mom, you know, you're just single family. You don't got a dad. I ain't got a dad. So I understand what you got to do. And you're trying to provide for your mom. Hey, that's, that's, what we, that's what we do out here. You know, we're providing for our family. If you play for me... I will make sure that you have enough money for your family and then you'll get to college and then you'll become a big player. Everything will work out for you. And so all it takes is enough pushback from his mom and his coach and the new security guard that's hitting on his mom. And he chooses Birdie. He chooses the bad person (laughs) to play for his team. So while in the car with him and his buddy, uh, Boogaloo, Bugaloo? Bug? I don't know. He says bug, but he's Boogaloo. Whatever. Boogaloo. Marlon Williams. They're in the car with his second-in-command, Birdie's second-in-command, and he tells them that they need to get serious out here. Sure, we play basketball, but we do wild shit during, after, and in between. And so he comes up on dudes. He's like, hey, where's my money? And they're like, oh, here it is. He's like, it's his light. Now I'm going to beat the shit out of both of y'all and pull out a gun. If you don't got my money next time, I'm going to kill you. And so Kyle's like, oh, this shit's real. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> oh, no. So while this is happening, Kyle is a little frumpy at his mom because she is falling in love with Shep. And they've met a couple of times at this point. And he's like, why are you, why do you like this security guard dude? He's crap. And she's, you know, she's like, I'm a grown woman. I can like whoever I want. And right. so he's a bit grumpy about that. Shep is dealing with past trauma obvious some hardcore trauma and so every night or morning he plays basketball he's playing the last game that he played with his friend so he doesn't have a basketball he's just going through the motions and so he's kept up with his training by just playing this game over and over so he's still in shape has the motions and everything he just doesn't play with a basketball because he doesn't want to play again so um it's crazy <laughs> yeah but you know we find out later that birdie his older brother is shep bum, bum, bum. and uh birdie's a little grumpy at his older brother because after he wasn't the golden child in the family he left and it was up to birdie to take care of their mom and do everything and so um he birdie tells him like no i'm in charge man i'm i'm the older brother right now you left and i was here to pick up everything so tupac is very much a he has a lot to him he's not just an evil twist his mustache in the wind (laughs) bad guy he's like man i had to do what i had to do out here to survive because you left it was just me and, and the mom and mom was wasn't you know in the right mind to do anything so i had to do everything by myself so I'm tough because I had to be. So I and I like that in a villain. That's like you're not super bad. Later on, he becomes super bad. But <laughs> midway through the movie, I'm like you're not that bad of a person. So while all of this is happening, um, we find out that there was a homeless guy. Hey, it's Bernie Mac's character Flip, and he talked a lot of shit 
at Birdie. And Birdie's that kind of character. He's like, nah, I'm not going to let you just talk to me any anyway. <clears throat> well, because Birdie came, rolled up on him talking mad shit. And he was just, Flip was just like, bro, I don't give a fuck about you. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm living on the street. Like, you don't matter to me. <laughs> we are not in the same place right now. It doesn't matter. Like, I don't give a shit about you. And so... Uh, Birdie and his second in command, they actually head over to where Flip sleeps and he cuts him up with a razor blade and kills him. So after learning that Birdie is not a good person, no fucking shit, Kyle, I don't know how you didn't see that, uh, he leaves the team. He tells Birdie that I'm going to play with my other team and he's like, I'm not worried about Kyle. We got this. My team's great because it's full of people that like to fight on the court and don't get fouls for some ungodly reason. So, um, Kyle's team is high school players, I suppose. His normal team? Yeah. Yeah, that's his high school team. (laughs) And they're playing against grown-ass men in a couple of the fights. So, uh, we see a sweet-ass montage of fast breaks and dunks because there ain't no no type of defense in this. (laughs) And I mean... The, the basketball court is fucking, like, what, 20 steps to the next goal, so you can just run and get to it. And, hey, look at that. Kyle's team and Birdie's team make it to the finals. No fucking shit. They're the best. So Birdie comes up to Kyle, and he's like, hey, man, good luck in the finals. Good luck in this last match. And, you know, Kyle's like, oh, shit, Birdie, you're being nice right now. He's like, yeah, man, you know, just, you know, oh, you're not going to tell me good luck? I mean, that's kind of fucked up, bro. Uh, be ashamed if someone, you know, just told people that you just accepted gifts, you know, from people. Be ashamed and you might lose your scholarships that you are going to get from Georgetown, right? Oh, you got your mail. You got Georgetown? Man, it'd be a fucking shame that you, if you lost that scholarship. So, yeah, you're going to just lose this game. But my like, team's going to win. Why would anyone believe right? a gangster? Like, my my immediate thought process in that moment when he was like, oh, but... But you accepted gifts and all that shit. One, he gave all those gifts back. They were in a big ass bag, like <laughs> just sitting with Tupac Shakur. Like these yeah, are your gifts. I didn't get that. And two, who the fuck is like, you know what? What college admissions board is like? You know what? I'm totally gonna believe this fucking drug dealer gangster over here that says that this all elite star basketball player is shady. Yeah. Like oh, what? he took a gift from that druggy dude. <laughs> Give me that scholarship. Get out of yeah, here. Yeah, it's not like he took a fucking corporate sponsorship <laughs> right? or like a gift from Nike. He took a, a gift from a drug dealer. <laughs> right? Got a jersey, probably a basketball, some shoes, and probably a handful of money. Yeah, and then gave it all back. Yeah. So like, bitch, what? <laughs> yeah, it, it, that was a very loose threat. Yeah. A better threat would it be, if you win, I'm going to kill you. Or that'd, your mom, or yeah, yeah, that'd be a better threat, and be like, "Fuck." That should if, be if that I should win. have been the threat. Yeah, since we already know that Tupac's character was ruthless as fuck, Birdie yeah. was ruthless he, as he fuck, and had life. already killed somebody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, Birdie's about that life. <laughs> He's yeah. like, "You will die if I don't win this yeah. game." That should have been the real threat. But Kyle is very worried. He's like, "Fuck, I don't want to lose my scholarship because you know I'm going to Georgetown after this." So Kyle doesn't play to his, the best of his ability. So he's doing shitty passes, dribbling all funny, missing really easy shots. And you would think that'd be it. Like, all oh, the team will win. No, nah, the bad guy team, they are just fucking him up also. They are throwing elbows at everybody. They are pushing and shoving and, like, murdering these high school kids. Yeah, it's and bad. <laughs> it, to, it gets to the point where the high school team is down to four players. Yes. And they don't have enough players to actually compete. So the coach is like, fuck, we're going to have to forfeit. And Birdie's on the side like, hell yeah, we win. Default, default. That'd be me. <laughs> like, hell yeah. They don't got enough people. Hell yeah. So while this was happening, Shep, he was leaving town because him and Kyle's mom, they had issues because he couldn't get past his trauma and all that stuff. And I get that. You're not going to get over that shit instantly or anything. So he's like, nah, I'm, I'm out. I'm going to go somewhere else and just be sad. So he is driving, and he makes it past the basketball court where the tournament is, and he's like, God damn it. So, because he realizes that he does care, and Kyle's a little annoying ass made him actually care. Actually, Kyle's mom did the work, and Kyle's just the person he needs to help. Mm -hmm. So Shep comes to the court to tag himself in, but 
but Otis, nobody can just jump into a game like that. Yes. No, no, they can't. But the coach put Shep's name on the roster. Because the coach has been trying to get Shep to play in this fucking thing for like 15 years. Yeah. Ever since he quit basketball. <laughs> and he always puts Shep's name on the thing. So uh, Birdie's like, who the fuck? He can't play. This motherfucker is in just corduroys. He can't play. He's like, well, his name's on the sheet. He's like, that's some bullshit. Uh, yeah. That'd be me. I'd be like, he's don't even got shorts on. He's not even ready for this. <laughs> he's got church shoes. Fuck this. Uh, so Birdie's all types of pissed because he knows his brother's good at basketball. So Shep comes into the game and Kyle doesn't have to worry about missing his shots anymore because Shep is just on fucking fire. Mm-hmm. Second one. Uh, and Shep brings the team back from their deficit. And in the final seconds, he passes the ball to Kyle and Kyle hits the game winning shot. Hooray! It's awesome! So after the loss, Birdie is all types of pissed off, and he tells his first in command, or second in command, Mota is his name, uh, he tells him, you kill Kyle, Blow, shoot his ass right now, and he hands him the bag with the gun in it, and, and Mota's like, okay, he don't give no shit. So he pulls out the pistol, the pistola, aims it at the crowd where Kyle is, and Kyle's like the last person to see it because he's dancing. Everybody else is like, oh shit, that's a gun, and they all just kind of spread out. <laughs> Exactly what would happen if a gun popped out at any big event. You know? Oh my god, y'all were down by forty points. Y'all brought it. Oh, that's a gun. Yeah. <laughs> and Shep sees that Kyle's gonna get shot, and he does a fucking just uh, secret service and dives in the way and takes the bullet for Kyle. I'm mm-hmm. like, look at Shep risking his life out here. <laughs> I mean, they had kind of become friends. Yeah. Kyle hadn't really become his friend, but Shep had like kind of taken Kyle under his wing and tried to teach him. Like, you he can't like, just be a ball hog. He was a, he was a mentor. Yeah. He was like, like a grumpy older father brother. Father figure-ish. Kind of, yeah. he was, even though Kyle was, didn't want him to be a father figure. He was teaching him things th- by being a grump. Yeah. And sometimes that's the best way to teach people things, just by being an asshole to them. They're like, oh, that's what you're trying to teach me. You're not just being a piece of shit. You're trying to teach me something. So, oh no, Shep got shot. He's down on the ground. Mota gets shot by security. Holy shit. That's awesome. <laughs> he didn't also, shoot another person. It but, just... like, also, what security at is at this fucking basketball game? Like, they expected it to get heated enough uh, to require guns and shit. Uh, there's, I know, like, three or four basketball movies where pistolas come out and, <laughs> like, and white men can't jump. Uh, they were making fun but, of that one dude. He's like, I'm going to get my gun and come right back. And they were like, ooh, he ain't playing. <laughs> and they all run off. Uh, yeah, that probably happened before, uh, somebody pulled out a gun or a knife or there was a fight. So, uh, Mota gets mowed down. Hooray. And later on, Birdie is killed by Marlon Wayne's character because he got sassed and made fun of a little too much. So Birdie's chilling with his, like, with with his ladies at the club and Katie said, ooh, shit, that's kind of real. Uh, he's just, It was too real. He was chilling, just like, dang, man, I'm going to kill Kyle later, whatever. Let's, let's jam. Let's turn up. Oh, shit. And he gets shot in the chest. I was like, ooh, By shit. By Marlon Wayans, <laughs> who, oh, no. <laughs> who wasn't allowed to play in the tournament because Birdie straight up told Marlon to his face, you suck at basketball. Ain't no way I'm letting you on this fucking team. He's like, well, ain't no way I'm going to let you oh, well. live. Pop, pop, pop. Pop, pop in the club. That was that was too real. I was like, God damn. So in the end, Kyle, he got his scholarship to Georgetown. And in a game, he hits the game winning shot uh, off a good pick and roll. Uh, I love a good pick and roll, man. When you're just like, I'm going to go this way for no reason. And then just block. Ooh, I'm open. Three-pointer. Uh, and it's awesome. And Shep is, well, he's on crutches. And he's like, yeah. I'm happy I didn't die. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Kyle's mom is with the coach and they're watching the game. And then Regulators comes on and then the credits hit. So uh, it's a fun one. I, I like the movie. So, uh, Katie, who's your favorite character in Above the Rim? Um, I really liked the coach of the high school team. Coach is pretty good. Um, I don't know if he had Coach an, Rollins. Coach Rollins. Um, they didn't really say his name too much nah, he, was just coach. he was just coach as in all fucking sports movies it's always just coach um but i really liked his character because he was the only character really that 
had an, a lot of screen time and didn't have a lot of fucking problems. Like the coach was genuinely just trying to get Kyle to understand that basketball is more than just him. Like yeah. he can't do it himself. It's got to be, you know, it's a team sport. You have to be willing to play as a team. Well, it doesn't matter how fucking well, good you are. Well, he was probably worried that when he gets to college and he would get to college that that would be his like fucking downfall. Yes, yes. And the coach also saw immediately him falling into this like gang oh, life. Yeah. And so easy to trying to get him out of it and kind of pushing Shep in the direction of Kyle. Like Shep, go like look after him because he's going down a bad path and he shouldn't like, you know, you you had your thing and it was a horrible tragedy what happened to you. But don't let Kyle. We need to make sure that Kyle's not the next fucking tragedy, you know, and the coach really gave. He cared a lot about his students, um, which, you know, pretty much all high school teachers that I know right now care a lot about their students. And (laughs) I think it was a really good portrayal of a coach, of a teacher. Yeah. Damn good coach. Yeah. Uh, I picked Shep. So the successor to the first coach, uh, because old coach wants Shep to be the new coach. And he's like, nah, man, quit. And he's like, you would be a great coach. He's like, man, shut up. And then finally he's like, yeah, I want to be coach. And I was like, <laughs> yay. Um, I just like that he had a lot of issues. I guess if something that bad happened to me, I would stop doing the thing that I love. Because I just would, I don't know. There's probably a lot of mental blocks there and stuff. And he, he had a lot of hangups. And finally, he, you know, he looks at the sky a couple of times. And he's talking to his buddy that died. And he's like, he's like, okay. I, I helped him out, man. Like, we're even. Because I guess he he felt that there was things he had to check off, you know. And probably his buddy's ghost or spirit, whatever, told him, like, you need to help somebody out, bro. And he's like, I did it. Hopefully he'll be better now. Please don't be mad at me anymore. So it was really cool to see him get better and get off of his, get past his mental block. Because that motherfucker can shoot. Uh, for a dude that hadn't touched a basketball in a long time. He was out there draining them shots. Yeah. Uh, in not fucking basketball yeah, from like attire. Fucking, fucking half court, just. He was killing it. I swear his shirt was tucked in the whole time. He was out oh, there. Oh, it sure was. He was out there killing it in clothes. You're not supposed to be playing basketball. Yeah, he was like in fucking corduroys and a polo shirt. Yeah. The tucked in polo yeah, shirt. Killing it. So uh, it was awesome to see someone just like, wow, you were absurdly good. <laughs> uh, yeah, Shep was great. Who was your least favorite character, Katie? That would be Birdie's number two. Mota. Mota. He. Yeah, he's poop. <laughs> sucked. And I don't know if the actor is any good. I have not really paid attention to his career or Just recognized Titans. him That's from anything else. Thing. Yeah, besides Remember the Titans. Um, but all he did in this movie was be awful. He, right out the gate, is like. Just, okay, go pick up Kyle and his other, and fucking Marlon Wayans, and then scare them by, like, pistol whipping a dude at a drug deal, and threatening to shoot people, and then, like, you know, fucking chopping up Bernie Mac, and pulling a gun on people. Like, the dude was just all over the fucking place, and I couldn't. (laughs) He was not a good dude, so... Him. Yeah, he was absolutely terrible. Yeah, that was going to be the person I picked. Mota is bad, but he's that type of person. He's like, I love this life. Birdie, that's my dude. If he tells me to shoot somebody, I'm going to shoot him. It's like, it's just, you know, he's he's one of those soldiers. And he says, like, we're soldiers out here. Yeah. Listen to your orders. So, uh, if anything, I mean, he was straight and to the point. He didn't change or nothing. <laughs> he was crazy from the beginning. Oh, yeah. Uh, honorable mention on favorite character, fucking Birdie, man. Tupac Shakur was great in this movie. Uh, I will say, just like every villain, uh, hey, uh, fucking Black Panther, at the end, they got to go a little too hardcore. And then it's like, oh, man, you have reason to be bad. And now you're like just killing homeless people. I'm like, no, you're not cool anymore. Yeah. They had to take him a little too far because he kind of justified with what he did. But now it's like. 
Oh, you bad, bad. But Act 1 and 2, Birdie, fucking amazing. Oh, he was so good. But, yeah, every villain, you gotta take him a little too far. Because you're like, oh, you bad. So, um, let's do seven-word synopsis. So, uh, I got two of them. Soundtrack is still a banger right now. And then, Tupac was an amazing actor. Big loss. Um, okay. They didn't have to do Bernie like that. <laughs> they chopped him up good. And Marlon Wayans probably feels horrible about ending. Oh, shooting Tupac. I was trying to think how you what you meant. Oh. Marlon Wayans rolls up on this club and shoots Tupac in the chest several times. And then I don't know. Maybe runs away. We don't know. We don't know what happens. It literally like still frames on Birdie dead. Um, but, you know, three years after this movie came out, that same scenario happened to Tupac. And yeah. it Rolling is in a just car and got lit up. Yeah. Really, really real. Yeah. So I can't imagine that Marlon Wayans feels good about the ending of this movie. Yeah. Like, it's got to feel like, fuck like premonition almost yeah. um it was a little too a little too much it was hard to watch um growing you know i remember waking up the morning that he got shot yeah like and seeing it on the news um like on mtv news and all of that them talking about tupac getting shot and uh it actually happened on my birthday really yeah he Shit. got shot on my birthday in vegas and I remember waking up and watching the news and seeing it, and I was like, fuck. And then he died. Um, it, either he died on, on my birthday, and it happened, like, the day before my birthday, or he got shot on my birthday, and he died, like, the day after. It's right yeah. around my birthday. It was and a little I bit remember, of time. Yeah, I remember it happening and just being like, fuck. Like, the whole world, not the whole world, but, like, the U.S., I guess, the... Anyone who was into hip-hop at the time, like, you can kind of remember. It's one of those things similar to, like, everyone knows where they were when Martin Luther King got shot or JFK got shot. Like, I remember where I was when I found out that Tupac got shot or when Biggie got shot. And this just nuts. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, My school in, was it elementary school? It was pretty young of us. I remember the day when Selena. Yeah. When that she was died. 1994. And, yeah. Five? And, and a lot of my buddies. Uh, oh, yeah, because you're in Texas. That's yeah, fucking. Yeah, like. In my, at oof, my school, man. there was only like uh, a handful of kids who cared about Selena at the time. Um, my school was very, uh, like not, let's see. My school is very diverse, mm-hmm. but there was not any one like race that had more than any other it was very like even spread yeah uh i feel like and you know the handful of uh latino latina kids who actually knew and cared about selena like they were crushed but everybody else who hadn't really heard of her because she wasn't big across the united states until after her death Mm -hmm. so everyone else was just like oh like that sucks that you're you know favorite person died like that's horrible but we didn't know who she was at the time so yeah my but i s- imagine in texas yeah, it was my just like was fucking like, horrible but 60 percent like latino so yeah. it was like it was a sad ass day everybody was like oh, I Fuck, bet. man I bet. oh yeah but selena oh beautifully beautifully but yeah this film we're going back to above the rim no no selena in this unfortunately uh, this film came out. All day, though. Yeah, right. <laughs> March twenty third, nineteen ninety four. Now, what do you think the budget for Above the Rim was? I guessed uh, six million. Hey, look at you, big brain on Katie. Six point five. Oh, nice. Million. So you got that. What do you think the box office was? I guessed eleven million. Hey, not as close. Sixteen point two. Okay. I took it. I went low only because. Sports movies 
do well, but they don't do like super duper well. Absolutely. Um, sports movies always make their budget. Typically, they make like twice their budget, but they don't usually make three times their budget unless the cast is completely stacked. Yeah. Um, and this one, I think, I feel like at the time, like 1994, all of these people eventually got really famous, but in 1994, they weren't no super duper hot. So that was why my shit was like kind of lower on the lower end. Yeah. In, uh, in some inter- interviews or reviews, uh, people said that Tupac, he stole the show and, uh, you know, his off screen legal problems, like, you know, getting robbed and shot. Are well known, but there's no denying the power he has as an actor. So it's a shame that we couldn't get another ten movies from him. Oh yeah, sad because he would have done some more stuff when he got older. Well, I feel like he definitely has. He would have been. Um, I'm trying to think of another musician who's kind of done that and gone into movies, but there isn't really a lot of. Well, a lot of female singers get into movies and stuff i'm trying to think of kind some of there's not ones. there's not really a lot of musicians who do it well who... whitney houston did a couple movies jennifer lopez did a couple um, jennifer lopez jennifer lopez is a good example she continues to do movies and music and has for fucking yeah, almost 30 years like the at this only point. ones that pop out but there's um, probably like six seven more people. queen latifah yeah has she i don't know if she gave up music but her music career kind of st- I think it's more of a sprinkling Halton? on things because, like, when she did hairspray, she, well, she does she a lot. Parts, she, you know, yes, so. she does more. Uh, like, she's drifted away from her original singing. Oh, yeah. I would say because she doesn't do like that. I know of any like hip hop or rap anymore. Really. really, like she's not big on she could, releasing but, albums. Yeah. She's more about acting and doing things like that. Um, but Tupac definitely would have been someone like that, a, a Janet Jackson type, like you know. <laughs> <laughs> poetic justice yeah but you know he would have been going on to he would have been an excellent actor forever and ever and ever and he would have been one of those people who continued to rap i feel like oh, him and know, he would he would have been in the super bowl good songs he would have been in the super bowl for sure like super bowl halftime show would have been him um on the verse for california love like mm. come on <laughs> damn <laughs> I'm just thinking of the song that him and Eminem would have made, and it would have been good. They would have made a couple, but... They would have made many. Yeah. Oh, that's a shamey shame. And, I mean, think about the stuff. If you go back and listen to Tupac's works, music, um, it is very culturally... Cultural-driven. And the entire... Like, he already is the soundtrack to the Black Lives Matter movement. But had he still been alive to create and to protest and to speak at all of these different fucking horrible events, oh, like yeah. the, it, they might not have even happened had Tupac still been alive because he'd been fighting for this shit for 30 years. Yeah. Like, who's who knows? There, there are a list of, you know, there's like the 27 Club of all these musicians that have died at 27, which Tupac is one of them. And, you know, all these people who just got cut down in their prime for whatever reason, car accidents, airplanes, horrible people who shot them, uh, like Selena and Tupac. And there's always, you know, there's always the question, like, if you could go back and save any of them, who would you save? And people, you know, have their reasons like, oh, I'd save Prince because he was great. And I'd save Jimi Hendrix because he had so much life ahead of him and he was such a great guitarist or whatever. And my answer is always the same. Um, I would, there's three people that like, if I could save three, I would save Aaliyah and I would save Tupac and I would save Selena. And Aaliyah, because she fucking changed music, like, you don't really know, like, you don't think about it until you go back and, like, really listen to Aaliyah's shit. But she would have changed music completely had she remained alive. Selena, the same. She was about to break out and do an English language album. And it would have been absolutely incredible. And Selena would have been one of those big names, like, bigger than Lady Gaga, like, Madonna, share level big, if Selena had continued to live. And... Tupac, because of how his words and poetry would have changed and shaped 
how race relations are in America right now. Like, he was on his, I would argue the midnight, the 90s as a whole were like, not, maybe not all of the 90s, but the later half of the 90s were like a really happy place (laughs) for race relations. Like, there, it wasn't like awful like it has been for a while (laughs) well eh, you could contest that because there weren't as many cameras around yes yes that's fair i would you're right because hey when there is a camera around rodney king oh absolutely yes yes yeah yes you're right but i get what you're saying no it wasn't as it just seems i don't know but i feel like when when Tupac was around, he was one of those artists that everybody liked. You know, yeah. rap for for a long time, rap was like shunned by white people. Like, oh, you know, it's it's just about drugs and gangs and whatever, and it's bad for you and all these, you know, whatever garbage that fucking old people want to spew at you. Um, but I feel like Tupac is one of those artists that everybody likes like nobody's like you know who fucking sucks <laughs> that guy nobody is like that everyone who listens to his music and listens really listens to the lyrics loves what he had to say so yeah yeah i don't know no it would have been cool to see him and you know he's 27 so maybe his rap would have evolved a little bit uh i don't think he would have been a fast rapper but no. it it had been cool to see. Hey, we never know if he got on a song with Eminem and he's like, "Fuck you, bro." He's like, "I can go fast," you know. It just sometimes when they're with the right people, they start doing stuff. And now I'm just getting. We need to stop talking about Tupac because I'm just getting sad thinking about all the collabs he could have done with like Ludacris. Oh, he would have done a Daft Punk song with oh, Daft Punk. Lordy, him and Pharrell together. Like Pharrell was already around at this time, but yeah. like him and Pharrell together. Shit, him fire. and Kanye, man, they would have done some bangers. Yeah. Woo. Shit, not now, Kanye. Back in the day, Kanye. Yeah. I miss the old Kanye. Mm-hmm, Kanye. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> uh, I hate as that we, song, and I like that as song. we just lament on our sadness. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, you got anything else to say about Above the Rim? No. Oh, it's a fun one, y'all. Watch it. Just to see the last good movie, because the other ones weren't that good, of Tupac. This is the last big movie he did, so it's sad. So, uh, If you have any other cool fun facts about rap or Tupac, you can tweet us at. Allentownpod. We have an email. It is. Allentownpresents at gmail.com. We have a Facebook at. Allentownpresents. So uh, we're making it through this month, and we're doing sports. Uh, we have a couple more with the guys. And uh, Katie and I, we're going to pick a couple more sports, uh, probably one more serious things, but I know one of my picks is going to be a little zany, but still cute, uh, with some soccer. Uh, (laughs) uh, I always love when genres get mixed together for things, and I've actually seen a couple more things of martial arts and sports mixed together. It was fucking weird. It was like a basketball one. So... Uh, but no, we're going to check out some more sports. So, uh, like always, thank you so much for listening. We'll be back very soon with another sports film. Okay, bye, guys. Bye.